Hey there, it's Coach Laura with Compassionate Coaching. One of the most common questions I get is how did I start my podcast? Was it hard? Did it cost a bunch of money? Where do I even start? I'm really glad you asked because with Anchor FM, it's super easy to start recording your very own podcast. Just sign up for their free account at Anchor FM. You can record episodes from the Anchor app right on your phone or upload one from your computer. Anchor is going to lead you step-by-step in getting listed in all the major directories. So download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM and get started today. I know you have stuff to say and we want to hear it. Hello, I'm Coach Laura with Compassionate Coaching. Welcome to the Health and Wellness Made Easy podcast. Here's where you're going to find some great tips and resources for making health and wellness easy. Do you have stress and overwhelm in your life? Are you feeling like you've lost your direction and motivation in life? You are in the right place, my friend, because we're here to bring you a sacred space for getting grounded into health and wellness the easy way. Making small and manageable changes in your life one little step at a time can shift your life in huge ways. So good to be here again. I have the privilege today of bringing you Tammy Cruz. Tammy is a body image coach and she specializes in emotional eating. And I've asked Tammy to join us today because she believes that becoming vibrant and healthy doesn't have to be hard. I love that. I love the sound of that because I'm all about making health and wellness easy for Pete's sake. Okay. So welcome to the podcast, Tammy. I'm so glad you could join me. Well, thank you for having me. I'm honored. Oh, what a pleasure. So Tammy, so we can get to know you. Can you tell us a little bit about you, like who you are? Well, as you know, I am, my name is Tammy. I am a body image coach specializing in emotional eating. I serve women who are um, very smart and business, but they lack in, they're very successful in most avenues of their life, but they lack in one thing, food, of being able to control their food and their emotional eaters. Wow. Um, I imagine there's a lot of folks that have trouble with food, not, you know, what to eat, when to eat, how to eat and, um, abusing and getting obsessed by food. Food can be tough these days in today's market for sure. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about your story? Um, why did you become a coach? Well, my story actually goes back, um, further than that, um, started when I was, I want to say probably about 11 or 12 is when I started developing when I was 10. I was always very petite. Um, And people, my family would always comment, oh, she's so small and cute. Well, when you turn 11, 12, you start to develop, you get breasts and you start to put on a little bit more weight. And so for me, um, going back to the roots of my emotional eating, it started around that time. I actually would go all day without eating, but maybe a carrot. And of course, my family did not know because I didn't want to put on any weight. I wanted to be accepted. I wanted to be loved. And I came from a family of five. So there was, and I was the middle child. (laughs) I didn't know about the middle child syndrome until later. But as far as that goes, I wanted to be loved. And I thought the way to be loved was to be small, to be thin. So that was actually the root of my emotional eating, but it progressed. Um, My mom would go to the store and buy these big box of cookies. 
And because um, we there were seven in our family, seven kids. I mean, seven seven people, five kids. And um, I would munch down on those cookies. And when it got down to the bottom, I would take handfuls and put them in my pockets mm. and go outside in the backyard and just hide and just eat them. This went on. My mom would do it weekly because I wanted the sugar. I wanted the comfort. And as this went on, I didn't, you know, it was just became a habit, I think. And um, I was always into health and fitness, kind of crazy, kind of opposite as growing up. And because remember, going back as of a child to be accepted, I had to stay thin in my mind. I had to stay thin. So I, um, my train of thought. So as I progressed in age, you know, I always worked out. I would work out twice a twice a day. Um, if I ate something really bad in my teenage years, then I would go for a super long run for two hours. Um, kind of more like I had to punish myself for the food that I maybe avenged on for the weekend, you know, that weekend. And then, you know, time went by, I got married. And I was reflecting on this the other day. Um, My husband used to say to me, if you ever gain any weight, I will divorce you. He said he was kidding. But that going back to the childhood of thinking I had to stay thin to be loved, that was just the icing on the cake in in the sense of I wouldn't be loved. Not unless I stayed thin and fit. You know, at the time I was like, wow, okay, I guess this is what I'm supposed to do. And for me, Laura, um, we're we're divorced now, but for me, I had gotten, um, we went through really bad divorce. So the emotional eating, definitely. Um, I was gorging. I had put on after during that divorce, we were separated. I put on probably about 30, 40 pounds. Wow. That's incredible. Just, I want to pause just for a moment, Tammy, that was really powerful in sharing about being a young teenager and just wanting to be loved and have that associated with food and how you look and that, that belief that we took on in that childhood state can go really our whole adult lives, unless we get insightful help and coaching and we're asked the right questions to uncover that belief. And it showed up again in your marriage. That was a really powerful part of your story. Well, thank you. And I think a lot of women can resonate with a similar story from their, maybe from their childhood or people that they care about. And in our mind, it's the sentences that we tell ourselves, right? So for me as a, as a child, Growing up, I had to look the body image as a certain way to be accepted, to be loved. Yeah. And um, definitely there is an issue with that. You know, it's interesting because the subconscious mind controls 99% of what we do without even realizing it, you know, with our thoughts, right? Absolutely. I think what we think about the most is, is what makes, you know, we make it happen. <laughs> right? Sure do, right? You know, if I keep saying I'm big, fat, and ugly, I'm big, fat, and ugly, guess what? <laughs> yeah. Then your body, you're going to believe that, right? So you're right. going to take, you're going to take the action or the unact or no action to be able to make yourself feel better. Yeah. 
I didn't mean to derail you. Let's get back on track. I know you went through a really rough divorce and the emotional eating really kicked in as a coping tool for you again. Tell us more about your experience. It was a seven year divorce. Um, so it was a long drawn out. I had be- became very sick at the time mm. and um, had to have surgery. And during this time, though, I have to say, you know, there's always a silver lining. And for me, the silver lining was um, I went to health coach school with, with um, HCI. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, it was the one of the best moves I ever made in my life. Because yes. the change. And that was the first time I really realized I have an issue. Yeah, I I have a huge issue here. And that healing started to happen. Um, I was able to learn how to coach myself and being coached by other coaches, of course. But that was the start of change for me. Wow. Yes, we are. We are not alone in this at all. And um, I'm, I'm interested. So you became a coach and you got coached. What did you find about the coaching to be the most useful to your situation with food? For me, I went through, we had Dr. May at the time Mm -hmm. and Dr. May was an emotional eating coach. And actually I'm licensed through her also, Um, you know, to understand the why I was eating and to understand the, how the mind works and how to rewire that I, I could be healed from it. It wasn't a permanent thing. And to know that I healing, healing of the past, but also looking to the future of what, what I wanted. I wanted to be healthy. I wanted to be happy. I wanted to be successful. So to take me from here to where I was now am you know, was then to where I wanted to go. And HCA, HCI, excuse me, helped me with that. So it was mindset was huge. Mm-hmm. Their, you know, worked, their work on mindset. I think that's the road that really helped me in the beginning oh, and gosh. still does. Was there one specific um, exercise or mindset shift for you that, that had a really big impact? I think for me, it was um, understanding that I had choices. Ah, yes. The choices and that to learn to love myself just the way I am and to know that the self-love of being accepted was within myself. That was up to me if I wanted it. And that's where HCI definitely did help me with all their exercises, you know, stepping in to the version of I, of the person I want to be, mm. you know, instead of being um, thinking, I was a people pleaser. <laughs> yeah. And that's something I still have to work on being a people pleaser and HCI really helped me with that. Um, learning, you can't pour from an empty cup. You have to fill your cup up first. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, if we're looking outside of ourselves to other people um, for fulfillment, I think we're going to eventually be disappointed 
because it is an inside job. It is what we choose to think, what we choose to put in our bodies today. And, and we do have that power. And I love the mindset shift that way. It's, um, it's a life changer. When it, it is, Laura, thank you for saying that. I think that understanding that we do have choices to um, eat or not to eat, to eat for nutrition or not to eat for nutrition. You know, we have to come to that point that we want it. Yes. It's a big, is a big thing because if we don't want it, I've had people like, Oh yeah, you know, I, I know I have a sugar addiction, but you know, I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I've heard that from my own clients and it's kind of like, okay, well, I'm about 40 pounds overweight and my feet hurt all the time and my blood sugar's messed up and I'm a sugar addict, but boy, I'm not going to talk about it. (laughs) Yeah. So they're just not ready. That's what I should say. You're just not ready. (laughs) Not ready, honey. (laughs) (laughs) So I think for, for me, understanding the um, decoding your emotions, when I work with clients, that's a huge, that's a huge part of our work together is learning to decode our emotions and understanding the why I, I take the six decision points to get them to understand, you know, why, why you eat will determine when you eat your external outside um, influences or triggers um, that can be, you know, deep seated triggers. Um, It's going to determine what you eat, what you decide to eat, how you eat. Are you eating mindlessly? Are you eating in a hurry? How much you eat um, until the food is gone usually. Um, And when, when I mean, when do you eat? Do you eat um, to for nutrition? Where does that go? Are you when you overeat? Are you just laying on the couch and you don't have you can't work out or you can't do something or take a hike or get some movement in? I use a non diet approach, a holistic approach. Oh, I love that. You know, I've I've seen and experienced and coached people where diets tend to exacerbate the emotional eating problem. It does not fix it. You're hundred percent right about <laughs> yeah. that because of the guilt. And we, there's a lot of guilt. Yeah. There's a lot of, we deprive ourselves. And what happens when you deprive yourself and you say, you can't have that, right? You want it even more. And then we beat ourselves up when we, when we fall off the diet, we're like, screw it. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, Oh yeah. Um, I'm a big fat failure. I failed again. I might as well just go have a box of cookies in the backyard under a bush where nobody can see me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, were you in my childhood? (laughs) I was. And by the way, if you are hiding under the bushes in your backyard, eating a box of cookies, please call Tammy. (laughs) (laughs) But we don't understand. We don't realize how important that is, is pulling off our mask of shame and guilt and failure and all the BS that goes along with it. The negative self-talk that just manifests in our bodies, you know, and food is not the issue. I like to make that clear. It's, it's more about food is never the, uh, the issue. 
It is what is in our head. The sentences that we tell ourselves is the issue. The judgment. The, it's better to be curious than judgmental. Absolutely. Once we get into judgment, then we're back into shame and blame. And that's yes. not a healing state to be in. That's, that's amazing. That's just a beautiful statement. Wow. So, Tammy, um, thank you so much for sharing part of your story. And I'm wondering, um, the big question that I ask all of my guests on the podcast, what do you tell your clients that might make stepping into health and wellness easier for them? Maybe something that we take for granted as coaches that most people don't know. What I share with my clients is when they decide to have something to eat, to just be in the moment and to ask the question, you know, am I truly hungry? And to just do a quick scan through their body, you know, from head to toe, really what's going on? You know, is there some pain going on? Do I have a headache? Am I thirsty? Am I, you know, just to really get to know your body because no one really knows your body more than you. And that's usually where we start is, you know, understanding the hunger cues of when you've when you're hungry and when you're not, because we've lost it as emotional eaters, we've lost really what true hunger is mm. and how to truly satisfy ourselves, you know, in a non um, food way to find, you know, that there's much more to life, right? Yeah. Than just food. So, and to eat to 80% of fullness, but to the, I, I think the number one thing is just to ask himself them, themselves, Am I hungry? Yeah. Is it physical hunger? What is, or is there an emotion going on? And you'll find that most of the time. And if you, and if they decide to go ahead and eat, if they are not hungry, go ahead and eat, do it without judgment. Just be curious. Like, Oh, I decided to have, you know, the big bag of French fries and I wasn't hungry. What was going on? Because that's the start is to be um, curious and awareness are the two areas we start with. Well, that is really great advice. I love asking, am I hungry? And it's really been mind blowing to me as I work with my health coaching clients when we get into how do you know when you're hungry? And um, really a huge percentage of the population doesn't know the answer to that question. And no. it's just heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. And I know that I had a client through one of my 90 day health coaching programs where Somewhere near the end, kind of in the last, you know, uh, over three months in the last month, she was so excited when we got on the phone. She's like, Laura, 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 my stomach growled today. It's the first time I knew I was hungry since I was a kid. And I was like, oh, my God, it was the first step in this mindfulness and this mindful eating that was just amazing. Beautiful. Yeah. That is beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. I, I like to just share one thing with you. Please. I also had a client and this is, this is kind of early on and she worked with me for um, six months. And um, during this time, she was a very successful woman, except for the food part of it. Mm -hmm. And um, working together, it was on our fourth session only she was able to release the anger that she was holding for her father oh. since she was three years old. And she wow. remembers exactly what she was wearing, exactly what happened. 
And that was the first time she ever talked about it Mm. and working together. And her diet was, wasn't too bad, but we did tweak a few things along with that. She was not able to release. She was constipated all her life. Yeah. And she was not able to have a normal bowel. Um, She would go a month Mm. out and that was normal for her. Wow. And um, working together, she was able to release um, the anger. And, you know, for the first time she was able to have regular bowel movements. Wow. That's and incredible. that was, that was, <laughs> I don't know if you want to talk about that, but that was huge. That was like, wow. That was her big well also. And until now she's like taking all the tools and still using them until this day. That's, that's incredible. And digestion is so important. And I know we don't, we don't talk about shit in public, right? But a normal it's bowel huge. movement, right? Okay. Two to three times a day. Every day. Mm-hmm. And if you are not going every day, <laughs> or if you're going 10 times a day, we might want to take a look at not only what and how you're eating, but what's the story you're telling yourself? What are you thinking? Yeah. Yeah. You know, Laura, the, the thing is, too, in, in the work that I do, it's learning to rewire the brain, but also working on the chi in the body Mm. and the chi is energy. And what happens is our chi gets stuck, right? Yeah. And through all maybe the lifestyle um, that we have, you know, created for ourselves. And once we start learning and taking the full circle that we were talking about earlier, you know, it's just not one thing, but taking the whole lifestyle that we start to release the chi in our body. So we we're letting that flow through our body mm. and it works in every avenue of our life to make our, our bodies work better, but releasing the chi is important for to release, not to have anything built up emotionally too. And as emotional eaters, that is essential. Absolutely. Release the chi, release yes. the poop. I love it. That could be a tagline. <laughs> I didn't know I was going to talk about poop, but <laughs> you know what? It's just, it's part of life. It's part of the human organism. And it's a huge indicator on the state of your health on what your bowel movement is. And it's okay to talk about it. It's um, I work with um, my business partners, a naturopathic physician, Dr. Patty Mullen. She's a, on one of the other podcasts episodes that we did earlier. And, you know, poop is one of the huge indicators that something might be wrong. It's an indicator that you might need some intervention and some help and some diet and lifestyle change. It's, it's huge. Like, and I know we don't want to talk about it, but it is one of the first indicators that something's gone haywire. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's going back to my client and having the weight gain, she was actually was able to release, you know, um, 30 pounds when we were working together. That was huge for her because of those emotions being released that were, um, inside her for all those years and to be able to release that she said she she was like Tammy I feel like just a huge weight not not just physically but emotionally has been lifted Mm. that's just beautiful work Tammy and I just so want everybody to know that there is help if you're having problems with emotional eating um wow it's it's help is available 
for certain. And you don't have to do it alone. And we have this judgment-free zone in health and wellness coaching that can help you get where you want to be no matter what's going on with you. Yes. I mean, can you tell me where, if somebody would like to work with you, where we might find some more information about you? Sure. I'm in the middle of revamping everything. Uh, right now, it's empowered confidence for emotional eating. Um, with the name, I'm working on a name change, or they can go to gratefulbodyhealthcoaching.com. All right. And how about um, do you do email contact? I do. It's gratefulbodyhealthcoaching at gmail.com. Awesome. So I'll put a link to your email and website in this episode. So if people want to learn more about working with you, they can find you. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Laura, for having me on. And um, I love the work that you're doing, getting the word out there and helping, you know, people that are ready to be helped. Yes. Ready, ready, ready. And um, thank you again for sharing um, some of your depth and your courage and your story with us. Um, I really, really appreciate that. And I appreciate you for being here. Well, thank you for having me. You're welcome. So thank you for joining us today. Be sure to check back for more episodes of Health and Wellness Made Easy with Coach Laura Adair with Compassionate Coaching. You can find more information about me at laurajadair.com. Be sure to check back for our next episode coming soon. We release podcasts about once a week. Until next time, my friends, be good to you today.